0: Hi, this is Dave and Gail Durr. Today, we will be reading from Genesis 24. As we get started in this reading, we remember that Sarah has died and Abraham is now very old. Three years have passed since her death.
1: Genesis 24, the New Living Translation. Abraham was now a very old man, and the Lord had blessed him in every way. One day Abraham said to his oldest servant, the man in charge of his household, Take an oath by putting your hand under my thigh. Swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, that you will not allow my son to marry one of these local Canaanite women. Go instead to my homeland, to my relatives, and find a wife there for my son Isaac. The servant asked, But what if I can't find a young woman who is willing to travel so far from home? Should I then take Isaac there to live among your relatives in the land you came from? No, Abraham responded. Be careful never to take my son there. For the Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and my native land, solemnly promised to give this land to my descendants. He will send his angel ahead of you and he will see to it that you find a wife there for my son. If she is unwilling to come back with you, then you are free from this oath of mine, but under no circumstances are you to take my son there. So the servant took an oath by putting his hand under the thigh of his master Abraham. He swore to follow Abraham's instructions. Then he loaded ten of Abraham's camels, With all kinds of expensive gifts from his master, and he traveled to distant Aram Naharam. There he went to the town where Abraham's brother Nahor had lived. He made the camels kneel beside a well just outside the town. It was evening, and the women were coming out to draw water.
0: O Lord God of my master Abraham, he prayed. Please give me success today and show unfailing love to my master Abraham. See, I am standing here beside this spring, and the young women of the town are coming out to draw water. This is my request. I will ask one of them, Please give me a drink from your jug. If she says yes, have a drink, and I will water your camels too, let her be the one you have selected as Isaac's wife. This is how I will know that you have shown unfailing love to my master. Before he had finished praying, he saw a young woman named Rebekah coming out with her water jug on her shoulder. She was the daughter of Bethuel, who was the son of Abraham's brother Nahor and his wife Milcah. Rebekah was very beautiful and old enough to be married, but she was still a virgin. She went down to the spring, filled her jug, And came up again running over to her the servant said please give me a little drink of water from your jug yes my lord she answered have a drink and she quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and gave him a drink when she had given him a drink she said I'll draw water for your camels too until they've had enough to drink So she quickly emptied her jug into the watering trough and ran back to the well to draw water for all of his camels. The servant watched her in silence, wondering whether or not the Lord had given him success in his mission. Then at last, when the camels had finished drinking, he took out a gold ring for her nose and two large gold bracelets for her wrists. Whose daughter are you, he asked, and please tell me, would your father have any room to put us up for the night? I am the daughter of Bethuel, she replied. My grandparents are Nahor and Milka. Yes, we have plenty of straw and feed for the camels, and yes, we have room for guests. The man bowed low and worshipped the Lord. Praise the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, he said. The Lord has shown unfailing love and faithfulness to my master, for he has led me, to, led me straight to my master's relatives. The young woman ran home to tell her family everything that had happened.
1: Now Rebecca had a brother named Laban who ran out to meet the man at the spring. He had seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrist, and had heard Rebekah tell what the man had said. So he rushed out to the spring where the man was still standing beside his camels. Laban said to him, Come and stay with us. You are blessed by the Lord. Why are you standing here outside the town when I have a room all ready for you and a place prepared for the camels? So the man went home with Laban. And Laban unloaded the camels, gave him straw for their bedding, fed them, and provided water for the man and the camel drivers to wash their feet. Then food was served. But Abraham's servant said, I don't want to eat until I have told you why I have come. All right, Laban said, tell us. I am Abraham's servant, he explained, and the Lord has greatly blessed my master. He has become a wealthy man. The Lord has given him flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, a fortune in silver and gold, and many male and female servants and camels and donkeys. When Sarah, my master's wife, was very old, she gave birth to my master's son, and my master has given him everything he owns. And my master made me take an oath. He said, Do not allow my son to marry one of these local Canaanite women go instead to my father's house, to my relatives, and find a wife there for my son. But I said to my master, what if I can't find a young woman who is willing to go back with me? He responded, the Lord, in whose presence I have lived, will send his angel with you and will make your mission successful. Yes, you must find a wife for my son from among my relatives, from my father's family. Then you will have fulfilled your obligation. But if you go to my relatives and they refuse to let her go with you, you will be free from my oath.
0: So today, when I came to the spring, I prayed this prayer. "O Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success on this mission. See, I am standing here beside the spring. This is my request. When a young woman comes to draw water, I will say to her, Please give me a little drink of water from your jug. If she says, Yes, have a drink, and I will draw water for your camels too, let her be the one you have selected to be the wife of my master's son. Before I had finished praying in my heart, I saw Rebecca coming out with her water jug on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water. So I said to her, Please give me a drink. She quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and said, Yes, have a drink, and I will water your camels too. So I drank, and then she watered the camels. Then I asked, Whose daughter are you? She replied, I am the daughter of Bethuel, and my grandparents are Nahor and Milcah. So I put the ring on her nose and the bracelets on her wrists. When I bowed low and worshipped the Lord, I praise the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, because he had led me straight to my master's niece to be his son's wife. So tell me, will you or won't you show unfailing love and and faithfulness to my master? Please tell me yes or no, then I'll know what to do next. Then Laban and Bethuel replied, The Lord has obviously brought you here, so there is nothing we can say. Here is Rebekah. Take her and go. Yes, let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has directed. When Abraham's servant heard their answer, he bowed down to the ground and worshipped the Lord. Then he brought out silver and gold jewelry and clothing and presented them to Rebekah. He also gave expensive presents to her brother and
1: mother. Then they ate their meal. And the servant and the men with him stayed there overnight. But early the next morning, Abraham's servant said, "'Send me back to my master.' "'But we want Rebekah to stay with us at least ten days,' her brother and mother said. "'Then she can go.' But he said, "'Don't delay me. "'The Lord has made my mission successful. "'Now send me back so I can return to my master.' "'Well,' they said, "'we will call Rebekah and ask her what she thinks.' So they called Rebekah. Are you willing to go with this man? They asked her, and she replied, Yes, I will go. So they said goodbye to Rebekah and sent her away with Abraham's servant and his men. The woman who had been Rebekah's childhood nurse went along with her. They gave her this blessing as she parted. Our sister, may you become the mother of many millions. May your descendants be strong and conquer the cities of their enemies. Then Rebekah and her servant-girls mounted the camels and followed the man. So Abraham's servant took Rebekah and went on his way.
0: Meanwhile, Isaac, whose home was in Negev, had returned from Beer Lahai Roy. One evening, as he was walking and meditating in the fields, he looked up and saw the camels coming. When Rebecca looked up and saw Isaac, she quickly dismounted from her camel. Who is that man walking through the fields to meet us? She asked the servant. And he replied, It is my master. So Rebecca covered her face with her veil. Then the servant took, told Isaac everything he had done. And Isaac brought Rebekah into his mother Sarah's tent, and she became his wife. He loved her deeply. And she was a special comfort to him after the death of his mother. That's the conclusion of the scripture. Um, After reading this complete chapter, Gail, what was one of your takeaways?
1: Well, there were a lot of takeaways, I think, for me. Um, One thing I just noticed right now was how in verse 67, it says, Isaac said he loved her deeply. And I thought, this is such a great love story and how God works. Uh, But I think the takeaway for me was just the fact that how God promised to Abraham that he would be the father of many. And so I think about how now God is fulfilling that promise through Isaac and receiving the wife, Rebecca, one who left her family, just knowing that this relationship was from God, and how Abraham left, and now Rebecca's leaving. She just went. So I see two people here, and many more, of course, the servant as well, full of faith and trusting in God. So I was reminded that there are days when I'm doubting God, and I'm wondering, is he even listening? Is he interested in what is going on? But it's just a great reminder to me that he is there, and he's in all of my life. So for me, I just walked away thinking I need to have that kind of faith to really just trust in God day by day.
0: Oh, that's great. And, you know, what a great message coming through this scripture on just that. Uh, For me, uh, my thoughts that uh, there's a lot of verses here, and there's so much to pick up on. But one of the things that uh, really grabbed my attention was Rebecca's response to the desire of her brother and mother to hang around for 10 days before leaving with the servant to go meet her new husband. Uh, Her response was so quick and to the point when she said, yes, I will go. And Rebecca knew that God was in the middle of all this. She had to, to respond the way she did. She she was uh, ready and she wanted to move into God's plan and purpose for her, I believe. For Rebecca, there was no effort None whatsoever to slow this whole thing down. I mean, this comes as a shock. She's watering camels one moment and she's going to meet her husband uh, soon, uh, who she has not met before. So it was a big step in order to process or to say goodbyes to everybody and everyone uh, and enjoy everyone in the family before leaving. No, her answer was let's go. Let's go. And, you know, when I look back in my life, I think it's very easy for me to drag my feet a bit. Even when I know that God is in the middle of something and he's calling me or nudging me to do something uh, for him, I can drag my feet. I can use this sentence often. I need more clarity before I move on this uh situation lord give me clarity mother Teresa once said clarity is the crutch of a christian and when i first read that a number of years ago i thought you know it's kind of uh, uh, it's interesting it's an interesting quote but i found that often to be true in my life because as i postpone decisions hesitate wait, and prolong a choice, I'm not sure why I'm doing it. Why is it? Generally, it's waiting for clarity, more clarity. And I don't know when the end of the right amount of clarity will come. But it's good to be thinking about it, I think. The longer I wait, the more I seem willing to justify why I shouldn't take the next step that I sense God is calling me to take. I too am challenged by this scripture and this whole idea of clarity that Rebecca had very clearly and responded quickly to it. I am challenged to complete surrender and a greater faith and trust in God's call. So today What do you sense God is saying to you through this text? And what will you do in response? Let's pray. Lord, uh, we desire the faith of Abraham, the faith of the servant, the faith of Rebecca. Lord, we desire to trust you with our lives just as they trusted you with their lives Lord help us to look back back in the past to recognize your faithfulness, thank you for it, and then move forward in total God confidence, trusting in you as you call us and nudge us along the way. You have great purposes and things for us to do, and we pray God that you give us the strength to step into it. Help keep us our Keep our hearts soft and open. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Have a great day.